Empowering you with strategies to succeed. This is Jen Tringale, and you're listening to the Jen Tringale Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Jen Tringale, and I'm so glad that you're listening in this month. And as you know, if you've been listening for any amount of time, once a month, we have on a special guest. Now, today's kind of interesting because we had this guest before, but you never got to hear it because of a terrible hard drive crash. So she has been so kind to come back again, and I know it's going to be better than ever. My special guest is Denise Hagen Burns. Denise, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad we worked this out almost like a year ago to the day. It's true. (laughs) Yeah, we tried this and... Oh, you know, computers, it's so great when they work. But when they don't. But when they don't, (laughs) it's so bad. It is. Yeah, it's so bad. So for those of you who by some chance don't know who Denise is, you are uh, the granddaughter of Kenneth and Aretha Hagen. You are the daughter of Pastor Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. And you have been functioning as the family ministries pastor here at the ministry for how long now? Well, I've been with the ministry altogether. I'll celebrate 26 years in May. Wow. And I have done everything from being the nursery and preschool director to the children's pastor to the youth pastor. The family ministries pastor role I've been in for about uh, six or seven years. Okay. Just recently, about eight months ago. I got a promotion to the executive pastor. Yes. So now, all all with keeping my other roles as well. Of course. I mean, you don't give those up. Because in the ministry, that's how it works. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah. That's amazing. Yes. So family ministries pastor, executive pastor, Mm -hmm. in the middle of you and your husband, Don, raising two growing boys. Yes. Trevor and Wesley. Yes. And how old are they now? Trevor is 17. He's a senior in high school. Oh, my. My word. About to be 18. And then our little guy, who's not so little, he is 14. He's a freshman in high school. Oh, my goodness. So I have teenagers. Denise, how do you have a senior in high school? (laughs) I don't know. That's so crazy. (laughs) It is. It is. Oh, my goodness. So as a busy mom, you've got a lot swirling. And I think anybody who is either a mom and working full-time, certainly in the ministry and a mom, you know, there's just so much that comes with that. So I'm really looking forward to getting into conversations with you about how you make this work, because I'm just sure you have it all figured out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Sure. But usually with our guests, what we like to do is kind of do like some get-to-know-you questions. Okay. And just kind of have a little bit of fun. So we were just talking right before we went live here about how – Man, it would be nice to have some coffee right now. Yeah, it would be so nice. Amazing, and somehow we don't. But what is your current go-to Starbucks drink? My current go-to Starbucks drink is a grande latte with whipped cream on top. Oh, that now, sounds so good. No sweetener, no sugar. Yeah, just that little whipped cream on top just adds a little extra to just put that it over does the top. It. Nice. Okay, so a grande latte, just regular milk, any kind of? Just regular, like 2%. 2%, Mm a little bit of whipped cream, and you're golden. Yes. Okay, that sounds so good. (laughs) I love it. Okay, and then what is a book that's either just like 
a continual favorite of yours you go back to or one you're reading right now? What's one that pops? You know, one of my favorite books of all time is a book called Boundaries by Cloud and Townsend. Oh, Honestly, I could not do what I do without utilizing the lessons in that book on a daily basis. So really revolutionized my life and ministry. Wow. Mm -hmm. So that's one you'll go back and kind of pick up again. Oh, yes, all the time. It's so good. It's so true. That I feel like that's like a modern day classic almost, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Like you need it. Definitely. In this day and age. That's really good. Okay, last question. What is a product that you are using lately that you're just like, I love this? Because, you know, as women, we're usually busy people, and we love stuff that gets results. Yes. And we love telling all our friends about it. So what is one for you right now? Well, currently, I am obsessed with hot tea. Oh, yeah. My favorite tea right now is by a company called Nobility, and the tea is called Defend, which I just love the name. Yeah, cool name. But it has a lot of vitamin C in it. Yeah. It kind of just picks you up. It's really, like, got a lot of bright citrus notes, and it's just like like a... Hug in a cup. I love it. So this is like your go-to at night, just chill, nobility. This is good. I'm going to have to try that out. Mm -hmm. And Defend is your fave. Defend is my fave. Yeah, okay, that's a really good one. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about you and I doing this podcast earlier today, and I thought of something that when we attempted to do this a year ago, I don't think I mentioned, which is kind of a cool thing that you and I have in common. So your grandfather, Kenneth Hagin, who, of course, founded Kenneth Hagin Ministries, Raymond Bible College, which we're sitting in the middle of today here on campus, and just tremendous man of faith. So years ago, when he was traveling a lot on the road, he came to Cincinnati, Ohio, and did, I believe it was, a men's meeting. And at the time, my grandmother had a very prominent radio show that was based in Cincinnati and then went out everywhere. It was on a secular radio station, but she did, like, interviews. And so she interviewed dignitaries and celebrities and Ronald Reagan and all these people. And so one day, she got a phone call from her manager, and they said, there's a minister in town, and he's really drawing a huge crowd, and we want you to go interview him. And so she wound up interviewing him that day, sat down after the morning meeting, and he did like an hour and a half interview with my grandmother. Oh, my goodness. So, which is kind of wild because I was actually talking to your mom about this, and she said, you know, he hardly ever granted interviews. And certainly this would have been, she was a believer, but this was secular press. So it was just really, really rare. And so she had this interview with him, and he invited her to come back for the night service and stay. And so she wound up doing it and just really had such an encounter with the Lord that just kind of set her on such a closer walk with God. So I was thinking your grandfather, my grandmother, (laughs) kind of sat down and did this. Yeah, It was like around, I think it was like 1968, something like that. And so fast forward all these years later, Here is her granddaughter and his granddaughter sitting down doing what is kind of like a modern-day interview today. Isn't that the coolest thing? That is really cool. I I love that. Yeah, so 
two, I think it's been two years ago now for Christmas, she found the reel to reel that she oh my kept goodness. of the interview with your grandfather and gave it to me for Christmas. Aww. Isn't that cool? That is so cool. I know. So I thought it's so crazy that I totally forgot that. And I thought I can't wait to tell Denise, like, it's just wild how God works things. Right. Those you divine know. connections. Yeah. Oh I mean, she did that. I don't even think a school was even in his no. you know, vision at that point. Having no idea someday, you know, her granddaughter would go to a school he would start. That's really cool. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So kind of getting into what you're doing now and even thinking about, you know, none of us are an island unto ourselves. You come from such a heritage of faith, and I come from one. We all do. But, Denise, is this what you saw yourself doing someday? Was this like flashing in your heart as a teenager going, boy, someday I hope I get to do this. Absolutely not. Really? Um, yeah. Like, furthest thing, I've always loved children. Yeah. I've always been, like, super nurturing. And really, all I wanted to be was a mom. Like, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But my mother told me I had to go to college and have a, you know, vocation. Yeah. So since I love kids, I was like, well, I'm going to be a teacher. And then that way in the summers, I can be off with my own kids. It's going to be fabulous. I had it all planned out. Yeah. I was going to teach kindergarten Mm -hmm. and wear those like kindergartner teacher sweaters because I love them. (laughs) They're so cute. (laughs) Yeah. They're cheesy and cute. And that's that's what I was going to do. Like that was my absolute dream. Yeah. Um, But then God kind of really interrupted my dream yeah probably uh, it was after my sophomore year in college and I came home for the summer and I was just volunteering in the church nursery and I began to share with my mom hey you know I'm learning this stuff at school and how that dad always says it's the natural and the supernatural working together that make an explosive force for God that's my dad's big saying yes and I said, you know, I think we could take some of these natural things and make it mix it with the spiritual. And man, our kids program would be awesome. Mm-hmm. She said, okay, well, why don't you, you know, try it for the summer? So I did. Mm-hmm. And it was going so well that my dad asked me to keep doing it. Wow. So as a junior in college, I was commuting back and forth an hour and a half every day and working 40 hours a week. Oh, my word. Doing our nursery and preschool ministry here at Rama. Wow. And so that's just kind of how it started. And yeah. I never was able to get away and just go wear my go cheesy sweater. <laughs> sweaters and teach kindergarten. Yeah. But, yeah, so here I am. That's a really good. So it's kind of interesting because I think that a lot of people that see people doing things that are having a great influence think, well, that must have just been their goal, you know, all the while. But here you're saying, like, this was not the dream. But you were willing to put your hand to a step that was in front of you. Yes. And just say, hey, I could do this really not knowing to the path that it was going to take you down. No, had no idea. Never in my wildest dreams dreamt that what I would be doing now. Yeah. So You weren't like vision boarding, someday I'll be executive pastor. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, you know, sometimes even a little upset with God that I'm going to say he made me. Uh-huh. You know, he didn't make me. I, right. I submitted to him, but... 
you know, because I just wanted to live my quiet life and, yeah, you know, have kids and just really pour into them and, you know, almost a little angry sometimes that, you know, he would put this call on my life yeah because i knew the the type of wife and mom that i wanted to be yeah a very high standard with you know with that right. cuz really in my heart i've always felt that that is the most important thing yeah is you know to to be for myself i wanted to be a wife and a mom i knew god had called me to that yeah and so it's been interesting navigating the balance of still fulfilling my calling of being the wife and mom mm. but also fulfilling my call in the ministry yeah did it take you a while to get comfortable with it I mean you had functioned in children student ministry for so long like then when it came for this step to now Denise you're going to step in as executive pastor did it take you a little bit to get comfortable with that Oh, definitely. I really didn't want it at first. Honestly, I don't really know of many, if any, female executive pastors. It's, you know, it's more of a a man-male type role. Right. And so I really was unsure how that that was going to be viewed or received and really a little apprehensive to step into that. Sure. Because I would basically be telling men what to do. Right, right. And, you know, although I do that on a daily basis with my right. husband and boys. Sure. You know. Uh, It'd be a little different. It's, it was very different. And so I really had a hard time with that hmm. and really asked God to, you know, show me how to function in that role because I didn't want to come off as like, you know, the bossy, mean lady, right. sure. you know? Right, nobody wants to be that. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. You know, God's just really helped me and give me wisdom and knowledge along the way. Yeah. As I've, as I've listened to him, it, it's really caused me to be more in tune with his voice. Yeah. And one thing that's so hard for me is to keep my mouth shut mm. when I want to just, you know, go off on somebody sure. because they've, you know, made me really angry or... Right. You know, because I'm being impatient and I've really, God's really had to show me and I've really had to listen when God says, shut your mouth. Mm. I shut my mouth. Right. Even though everything inside me wants to open it and go off. Yeah. So that's probably been the biggest learning for me. Yeah. Just doing it by wisdom. Yes. Yeah. And realizing that sometimes... We don't need to react, but we need to respond. And so... That's so good. Yeah, you know, God's really teaching me, you know, in the reaction, the flesh can come in and, you know, wrong words can come out. Right. But if we take a minute, be patient, Mm -hmm. listen to the Holy Ghost, Mm -hmm. sometimes even wait, you know, one, two, six, 24 hours. True. And be able to respond yeah in the proper manner instead of just letting our flesh rule and just react right that's away that's so good that's so good you know it kind of reminds me of something that you had shared once and now I can't remember if it was in a conversation we had or if it was from that old podcast but we were talking about stepping into roles as women and you know in your world that being wife and mom and then things so increasing and in what you're called to do in the ministry and kind of going, how do you handle this? And I wanted you to speak to this a little bit because you made a statement that I thought, whoa, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that. And you put context around it, but the statement, and I'm paraphrasing, was something like, 
that you just had to realize that trying to be 100% at everything was sort of an unattainable myth. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. I call it the myth of balance. So good. <laughs> right? Yes. You know, because as women, I feel like we're told, you know, oh, you got to balance it all. You got to balance, you know, work and home and right. wife, mom, you know, ministry, whatever. Yeah. And I got so frustrating trying to like balance it all. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was just failing miserably because I couldn't be, you know, I wanted to be 100% with my kids 100% for my job and I'm, I'm yeah. trying to walk this tightrope yeah and one day I was just like God I can't even do this anymore mm-hmm. and so he really spoke to me and just said listen quit trying to balance it yeah quit trying to figure it out yeah just be there in the moment and so so you know good. what I when when work demands my attention yeah you know I'm there for it right and then when I'm at home and it demands my attention yeah I'm there for it and I'm not thinking about work and I don't try to balance it all so when yeah. I'm at home yeah I don't check my email and you know take work phone calls That's so good and I just focus on home yeah because when you try to balance it and do it all it, you can't no it's you fail every time yeah it's so true and I think even in the ministry or if you have a job or whatever there are times in that that are more intense than others yes you know so maybe it does require a little bit more of you and then there's times in raising kids that are like like, I remember you saying, like, it was a big deal to you. Like, I just want to be there in the mm-hmm. morning, and I want to be there with them at night. So that's where I'm going to be 100% at those times. Yes. Instead of trying to be all things to all people at all times. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it just wears you out. Yeah, you get so burnt out. And I think a lot of people are, you know, caught in the fray of that. And, and good-hearted people. Right. Like, so want to do the right thing. But you just can't. You can't. And then you just end up feeling, like, guilty all the time. Yes. And, like, oh, I should have done this, and I should have been here for this, and mm-hmm. I lost my patience here. And it's just this, oh, this yuck guilt. And, mm-hmm. you know, we just have to throw that off. And It's so true. You know, really, even with my kids, they understand on busy weeks where I may have conferences or a lot of meetings, I just say, hey, Mom's going to be really busy this week. And That's so, good. you know, if you guys can just understand. Yeah. And they're always willing to help out. It's yeah. amazing. That's so good. You've got great boys. I do. They are awesome. <laughs> so as leaders, I think we're all just taking the path of destiny mm-hmm. one step at a time as God leads us. And I know it was about a year ago, it kind of occurred to me, I was saying something to a pastor or somebody, and and I said, well, you know, I'm just the new kid on the block. And I had said that before, because a lot of times I'm the youngest person at the table, or I'm sitting across from senior pastors that have been in the ministry longer than I've been alive, you know, and so I just kind of got used to saying that. And I said it that particular time, and it kind of bothered my heart. And so later, I was like, why did that bother me? And and the Holy Spirit reminded me, like, Jen, you've been doing this for over 20 years now. You know, like, you're not necessarily the new, new kid on the block. And I realized that I was coming into a new season. A lot of my peers were coming into a new season. And it was sort of almost like a new, new first day on the job. 
Yes. You know, yes. where it's like you've got some things under your belt. Right. And yet what's in front of you feels the landscape is totally new to you. And that can be disconcerting. Yes. You know, have you experienced that in, say, like the last couple years, even now? And how have you handled that? Yeah, I actually have because I, you know, I'm all, I've always been a behind the scenes person. Yeah. And I'm real comfortable with that. Yes. And so... The last few years, God has been asking me to, you know, step out and be out in the front. And I would, you know, get up and say, you know, oh, I'm so nervous. And I don't like speaking in front of, you know, adults. I prefer to speak in front of kids and youth. Right. And, you know, people would laugh. And kind of the same experience as you. I just kind of relied on that. Right. And I just had the Lord just, you know, kind of arrest me. and, And he just said, that's really false humility. Yeah. Oh, that's so good, Denise. Wow. And he said, you know, I've called you and equipped you. Yeah. You need to walk boldly in that yeah. and quit, you know, apologizing and quit acting scared. Yeah. That's really good. And it, you know, it was hard to hear. Yeah. But it really, it, it was for me. And I needed to walk in that boldness. Mm-hmm. And I think especially as women, we don't want to be seen as, like, conceited or right. cocky or, you know yes. what I'm saying? Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, I think for guys that's maybe, like, a little more acceptable. Right. I know kind of a double standard, but, yeah, you know, probably so. people won't think that way of right. men if they're confident. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like really that's what God was asking me to do. And honestly, it was scary. And I wanted to fall back on that, like... Mm. You know, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so meek and timid. And, right. But you know what? I have just been quoting the word. You know, God has not given me the spirit of fear. I have boldness. I yeah. have power, love, a sound mind. Yeah. And as I've become confident and stepped into that new season, uh-huh. man, God has blown my socks off. Really? Just meeting me with even more boldness. I think it's been there all the time, but I think it required me stepping out in faith That's into good. it. That's and good. then when I stepped out, he was just right there. Yeah. And it's it's really been, um, it's been a walk of faith, but it has been yeah. awesome. That's so, so good. So once you kind of made the shift and got your words lined up yes, and took a step, then there was a boldness, a confidence, sounds like even like a place of authority. Yeah. That yeah. was waiting for you. Yes. It's like when I took my place, then people started to respect me as the authority on it so good and I think it's interesting you know how much it relies on us yeah and that God wants us to take that step of faith and he has it all right there for us it's true but he wants us to walk in faith because that's what pleases him that's so true and just walk into that unknown yeah and it's really it's just been amazing to see what the Lord has done and doors that it has opened Mm -hmm. women that it has ministered to yeah when I've stepped out in boldness and spoke about you know different topics that maybe in the past women were you know concerned about saying out loud Mm mm-hmm it's really set a lot of people free. And I mean, all glory to God, not me. Yeah, yeah. Because in my own strength, I couldn't do it. But, yeah. you know, stepping into that new season, God just really met me. Wow. And and I love how God uses us like that, where your step of freedom in doing it, pushing through with boldness, it does give that license 
to people around us. And sometimes we don't think about that. We just are contending with our world and, you know, being obedient to what's in our heart, but we don't think about the ramifications, and especially as leaders of like, this is going to impact other people who need to do the same, Yes, you know, to do the same. Yeah, it's just, it's been amazing. You know, you really don't know what you stepping into a new season and being obedient to God is really going to mean to somebody else and how that, you know, they may have been praying Mm -hmm. and waiting Mm -hmm. for you to step into your new season Mm -hmm. in order to get, you know, an answer or a word that they needed to set them free. It's so true. And I love seeing God do this because it does seem right now, Denise, that God is hes moving all of us into position, but it just seems like he's really doing something with helping women find their place and moving them into position. And even though, you know, they are trained or educated, he's not looking for women to get into position that are just the most educated or the most connected or, you know, the most talented, but he is looking for women that will step in a position because they have authority in him. Yes. You know? And so it's like God's been doing that, you know, in your life and through you and then through so many women right now. And I love it because, you know, the world's version is such a messed up version of that. You know, it's like the chip on your shoulder. Mm -hmm. You know, I haven't been treated fairly. Right. I'm going to take what's mine. And almost a vying for position. Yes. You know? Yeah, it's sad to me the way that, you know, the devil will take things and just twist it. And right now there's just a movement with women. Mm -hmm. And, um... It's really, you know, I believe that women have a place and God wants us to step up. Sure. And, you know, not in a wrong way, but in a right way, because we do have a voice. And I believe that God has put things in us as women that are needed for these end times. But I feel like that the devil has just taken it and just twisted it. And Mm -hmm. now it's, you know, it's almost just giving women like a bad rap, so to speak. Right, right. It's so true when really, you know, and and hopefully, I mean, I know the word says they'll know you by your love, but, you know, my hope is that on whatever level, and this is great for all of our listeners, that in any way that God is dealing with you to to step out or step forward or get past things like you had to do, you know, to take that step. You just, you never know everybody who's watching. Mm-hmm. And it's such a wonderful opportunity for women to see that and go, oh, you know, here they got moved into position because of knowing who they are in the Lord. Right. And not so much because, you know, I'm going to take what's mine and down with men to be up with women. I mean, right. all of that. I mean, I think the heart of the Father is that the body of Christ and even in women would lead in that. Yes. And show, like, there is a right way to be confidently who you are. Yes. And it doesn't have to look so ugly. (laughs) No, no, it doesn't. You know, just, you know, partnering with men because women have a different perspective that 
men need to see, but then yeah. also men have a different perspective that women need to see. That's true. And it's not about like one trying to, you know, be better or more powerful. Yeah. It's about that partnership. And in a partnership it's you know, it's equal. Yeah. You value each other and the opinion and the point of view. That's so true. And I really feel like that God is calling women to just partner up with men. Yeah. And just let themselves be heard. So you know, good. hear men's perspective, yes. but then just step into that place of authority and yeah. and, and be heard in the right way. In it's the, so in the true. God way. It brings such a fullness, doesn't it? It really too? does. Yeah, it brings such a fullness. And I love too even seeing um women have each other's backs. Yes. You know, I mean the world talk about a bad rap of just women just being catty. You know, and I think about that too. Just I think women having each other's backs, cheering each other on, that's sort of like a jaw dropping moment for people. Oh yeah. You know, that are so used to the other version. It's all like, I mean, I see it a lot with, you know, with moms, you know, it's all the mom shaming. Well, yes. You know, why are you doing it this way? You should do it this way. Right. And it's just women putting women down. I mean, you know, we're all trying to do the best that we can. Yeah. And instead of shaming each other and putting each other down, coming alongside one another and supporting and saying, you know, hey, you're doing the best you can. Good job. So true. Hey, let's partner together and let's do it even better. Yeah, it's so true. I know we're running out of time. we got to wrap this up. But it reminds me of a quote I just came across in a book the other day. It was Winston Churchill. And Winston Churchill said, the only thing worse than having to go to war is going to war without any allies. Mm, that's good. Isn't that good? That's so good. And I feel like in everything God's doing right now and moving us all forward, just that concept of having allies yes. and receiving strength from allies, and yes. women certainly need that, men too, but it's such a powerful supply that yes. God's given us. So. I just appreciate your heart so much. I count you as an ally, as a friend. Aww. and, <laughs> and <laughs> Yes, and it's just been so good. I know this is going to help so many people. And just appreciate, Denise, not just what you're doing, but the heart you're doing it with. And for somebody who would prefer to be behind the scenes, you know, to say yes and be willing. Because it is. It's, it's really having such an influence. And it's just great to see and helping so many. So thank you so much. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I want to encourage all of our listeners. God is moving in your life right now. And no doubt, as you've been listening to Denise share, there are some things that he's probably been instigating in your heart that he's wanting you to step out into. And so I would encourage you, whatever has been popping up in your heart as you've been listening to this podcast, pay attention to those things. Write them down. Take some time and say, Lord, what does that look like for me? And I believe if you'll do that, that you'll be able to take some next steps forward. So thank you again, Denise. Now, I know people that aren't connected with you are going to want to probably just stalk you on social media. Okay. So let's get your handles out there. You're on Instagram. I am. Okay. And you're under? Denise Burns 91. 
Denise Burns 91. Okay, mm-hmm. and then you're on Facebook too. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, so just Denise Hagen Burns on Facebook. Okay, good. So you can find her on there. She's a pretty busy woman, so she's pretty scarce on social media. <laughs> but if you follow her on there and follow the Kenneth Hagen Ministries page, a lot of the great messages you preach, the videos are on there. And so y'all can go back and find those, and I know it'll be a blessing. Well, thank you all for listening this month. It's been great to have you back and make sure you let somebody know about the podcast. Share it with them and let this be a blessing to them as well. We love you and we'll see you back here next month.